8,000 Suns fans, welcome to a special edition of the podcast. Uh, this is a new special series uh, that we're going to be calling the Chaos Fireside Chat. And it's basically real simple. Mike and I sit down with uh, other well-known Chaos players and we talk about Chaos as much as we can. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, so we got a special edition of the podcast tonight. Uh, Mike is with me, and a special guest is joining us tonight. He's a longtime Chaos player. Uh, you probably know him for, from Bella Lost Souls, Goat Boy. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm very excited. I think uh, uh, what I said in the opening, I'm, I'm, I'm vaxxed and waxed and ready to party, you know, ready to go play some <laughs> tournaments. Ready to get back onto the table, right? Ready to get back on the table and try to win more than lose. That's my plan. So, so for some folks who might not be familiar with you, um, you give us a little background on, uh, you know, kind of how long you've been playing 40K. You know, there's a reason we have you on here, right? Yeah. I started originally in like the end of second, um, and then I played three. And back in the day when like an edition lasted for like five, six years, um, I think like, or a long time. And then I left and came back um, after uh, a divorce and started playing again um, in fourth and fifth and sixth. So I've, been, I've been playing since then. Um, and I started writing for Bell of Souls around uh, fifth edition. And I just haven't stopped. I've had a weekly article, uh, multiple weekly articles for, oh my God. I think it's 2007 um, or eight. I think I've been writing. Something I'm just curious, play. how do you keep up the energy to write those things like every, every frequently, like every week like that? Um, I mean, it's almost like a word vomit. I mean, at this point, I've, I, it's, it's a weird hobby for me that I'm a very much an illustrator, artist type personality, and I'm heavily competitive. So it hits both kind of aspects of it, of uh, what I enjoy about kind of anything kind of hobby or anything related, anything like that. So it, since it hits both, it keeps me very interested. And I, I kind of, I like to talk a lot. So it makes it easy for me to, you know, come up with stuff and sit there and chat about it. Um, I might've repeated a lot of subjects but, you know, <laughs> in all my time. It's all good. Um, how'd you, so you're a pretty big chaos player, right? I mostly, I've mostly played bad guys. Uh, I dabble every once in a while in good guys. Um, and I'm, you know, ashamed to say I will be playing good guys for my first event back. Um, well, they're not really good. I consider them all bad. But most of the time, I usually prefer chaos because I like the way they look better. So I always want to paint them. I mean, technically, I have a everybody in uh, in 40k is bad, right? Maybe the toe. <laughs> Maybe the toe. Oh come on! <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Um, I don't think there's anybody. I don't think there's uh, there's no one. I don't think there's anyone truly good. Right. Yeah. That. That's kind of right. always been kind of how I looked at it. Is like nobody's really good in this story. Yeah, Magnus did nothing wrong. I mean, that's that's the truth, right? Amen. Well, amen. Amen to that. I, th I think all, all the writing is he comes across, he doesn't sound like a complete turd, right? He comes across fairly like he's all right. I mean, he's not as, uh, I mean, the one that sounds, the one who likes the people enough is uh, Papa Nurgle. That's the only one that's like, I like my guys. It's okay. Yeah. So, Goat Boy, we, we played... Um... A couple of years back at at uh, Austin GT, if I'm recalling, you were, uh, brought a Lord of Skulls on a night mm -hmm. list and just completely trounced my uh, um, Tree Man on uh, Chaos Space Marines. You're the you're uh, the guy who did all the uh, the ones that got f uh, fixed by Lady the Death God, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Isha the yeah. uh, Eldar God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you're because you're playing uh, Red Corsairs, right? I thought, that's yeah, that's correct. that's what I was using at the time. Was Red Corsairs? I, I love uh, Red Corsairs. They're my favorite of the regular yeah. Chaos Space Marines because Advance and Charge is like I can do dumb stuff with this. Yes, sir. But uh, I, I think um, you have a bit of a reputation for bringing what a lot of people would consider to be weird lists, um, I th <laughs> and um, I, I think a lot of people would be interested in your thought processes there. Because um, one of the big things that we get asked a lot on the podcast is what sort of things should I be bringing? And um, I think you have a, perhaps a unique perspective on the matter. 
So, like, in the initial beginning, like, before, like, last edition, we had IDC as the kind of main cornerstone, right? So yeah. you could design and build lists that either eliminate some choices your opponents can play or give you choices that are make a very easy, distinct choice to kind of play against. And so with Lord of Skulls and else like that, I looked at it as that I have this big, fat piece of dumb plastic that I'm going to shove in your face and make you spend two, maybe three turns to deal with, right? And so the idea is that I kind of, um, I, I basically will dictate the game by, you know, forcing something down in there and it's just kind of dictate how you play and how you look at it. And that's a lot of times how you play with these big things is that you gotta, you gotta they have to do a lot more for you, whether it's just either making your opponent respond in a choice or, um, you know, have ability to scale in a way that does a lot of damage. So that's kind of where I came up with on those, those Lord of Skulls. That's why I play that kind of list. Um, I'm a very uh, aggressive player. Uh, I don't, uh, my ideas most of the time is that I want to force, um, I want to force choices. I want to force you to make decisions, make choices. And then if things skew in my direction, then the choice becomes much harder. And then, you know, I have to spend like, you know, spend your resource, which is your time or your turn. Um, and so that's how I kind of think of a lot of the stuff on there. And, and now with ninth, um, since killing is not necessarily the most important thing in the game as much as it is, as much as it is controlling and poor control and controlling area, it again kind of feels it moves into my style where it's like I'm very aggressive and I'm going to force you to make these choices and decisions, either move you out of your zone or move you in your way. So that's where a lot of times my lists end up moving in that direction. That's kind of how my new one is shaping up to be. With, um, with your new list, we can probably talk about that a little bit, even though it's Marines. Uh, yeah, I know. So terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they look like you, Marines too. So why don't they, you tell us a little bit about it and just kind of what you're what you're trying to do with the list? So it's a White Scars army, um, and I I ended up getting a hold of three Redemptor Dreadnoughts, and I painted them, and I wanted. I was like, man, I'm going to use these guys. So I it starts with three Redemptor Dreadnoughts set up with a lot of a bolt like a Gatling gun and bolter fire. And so I have three big blocks that hide up and put out a decent, okay amount of firepower and the being able to advance and charge is pretty good on them. They can sit there and go punch something. Um, then with that, I add 15 blade guard veterans. So uh, yeah. they're, they're super tough. <laughs> they're super good. Why not? Um, yeah. Um, and then I run uh, a, a two infiltrator units to basically allow me to go out and do banners if I want to, or go, Deploy, and then a unit of heavy intercessors because they have a lot of wounds and are kind of fat and they have assault gun because with um the idea for most of the army way white scars is that if i have all assault weapons i can move advance shoot and charge so i can do everything all yeah. the time so that's the whole kind of it's the same thing you would say with with rick where like if i can do everything at all phases of the game and i can never stop moving that gives me an advantage and everything else on there um then added on top of this is you have a, a like six character or <clears throat> six characters you have a Apothecary, you have Khan, um, you have a Blagar veteran ancient, um, you have uh, a tech marine, um, you have a chaplain on foot, and you have a lieutenant with a storm shield and Voltaic pistol because I have to take it that way. And he has the burning blade. So you have this weird <clears throat> um, set of guys that can hit harder and hit really hard. And by turn three, I start, I can chew through most things. So, um, it makes it, you know, hard to kind of deal with, and it's fast. And since it's all kind of foot, it kind of moves around, and then the dreadnoughts are there as backfield. And then I have a couple different auras set up to, I can give my core objective secured. Um, I go ahead and do Storm of Fire on one of them, and then Wise Order on the chaplain so I can um, have the plus two to charges <clears throat> option, as well as being able to um, do another uh, litany as needed. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a very aggressive list. Like, this would be, um, if... If uh, we had, you know, corn guard veterans, I mean, this is what it feels like. This is right. a list I'd play. Like, I, I would play this in a Red Corsairs style list too. Like, this would be something where it's like, okay, cool, I'll do some Dreadnoughts, Leviathan Dreadnoughts, um, run uh, Chaos Terminators, which are still amazing. If they had extra yeah. room, they'd be bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah. Definitely, but like it'd be, it'd be it'd be like a very much. I was like, I can mix this into a chaos space range and just go be like, here's three units of ten. Um, you have three units of ten uh, terminators. You're like, holy shit! And then you run like you know, here's some dread, here's some dreadnoughts, and then some dudes. Your chaos space range are the worst parts of it, right? Right. And you're like, you're like, what are you gonna do about this? You're like, I don't know. Many of those like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're gonna do about this. Um, 
So it's, and it's like board control, um, ability to push stuff in there. And that's a kind of idea. And that's what I like to play. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I think my death guard list that I have for, I'll be doing for Alamo is, is not the same sort of thing, but it's a den, a very heavy board control army. So we'll circle back on the chaos stuff and maybe kind of a stepping stone on the way there is maybe kind of looking at the broader meta a little bit real quick. Um, so you mentioned Blade Guard veterans. I've always kind of looked at them as being kind of like uh, them and the Deathwing Terminators as both the kind of like the staples and Space Marine list. You're going to have to mm-hmm. figure out how to kill them. Like you got to have something in your list that can kill them. Thankfully, Thousand Suns have like mortal wounds galore, right? right. And that they, they can't do they can anything about that. Right. No. Uh, but um, the the meta right now seems like besides that, the really tough armies, um, you have uh, Dark Eldar and Harlequins that are still, Dark Eldar basically coming online and Harlequins just aren't going anywhere. They're still a really, really tough nut to crack. So, um, you know, what's interesting about your White Scars list is it seems like it kind of plays into that, kind of that MO where you're just like highly mobile, highly effective, uh, but then you get to borrow a little bit of durability in there as well. So it's almost kind of like, um, you know, maybe flying under the radar a little bit of you're, you're kind of borrowing from both worlds, right? That's the way I look at it. I mean, the big thing is like with Harlequins, you're like, you live and die on a four up. You know, if you don't make your four ups, it becomes a problem because you're still one wound guys or low wound mana models. And then right. for Dark Eldar, you know, the Incubi can put out a ton of damage, but they don't take damage so well in the, in the you know, in the process on the back end. Um but they're fast. I mean, like the big thing with Harlequins is like, it doesn't matter if I only have a couple guys left. I've won the game by going on the missions and controlling the points. You know, if I'm going second, it's a problem for you. Cause I will get my 15 at the end. Um, the same, that's what, I mean, that's the big thing with Dark Gildar going second is like crazy good for them. Cause it doesn't like, they can hide. It doesn't matter. They play right. to go second. Right. Um, and then the other challenges is you have, I mean, we were talking about this last night, Mike, but if you have, any vehicles or things like that that you know they have plenty of haywire in there and it's you know it's very it's if not better than it was right Mm -hmm. yeah it's actually mathematically better than it was previously um and on top of all the like the dark lances and um, venom cannons for dark altar just being better across the board as well um uh, vehicles are kind of uh, in a bad spot i think (laughs) as a result yeah, they just they, they just I don't know what they need to do with them. I mean, like, so you either have vehicles that are basically throwaway, and so they become better because they're just throwaway, right? You know, like, so in a sense, I think rhinos got better, venoms, yeah. and all this stuff because they're throwaway vehicles. Anything that you invest too much in, you know, and by invest too much is over 100 points, um, isn't nearly as good. So it's got to have investment. Dreadnoughts get a little better because they take one less damage, so there is something there for them, but then you start having to look at, you know, how am I going to get my investment back? Yeah, or even in some cases, how do I even deliver the thing, right? Like, exactly. You know, if you're, t- if you're talking to close combat versions of them, uh, you, you know, there's chaos, chaos space marines don't really have very many options for that, um, <laughs> aside from maybe putting it into a drop pod. But then again, you're just, you're just increasing your investment in that further, right? It's all, yeah, it's all about that, trying to get that investment. And remember, your investment is not necessarily on points it kills. It could also be on points that it allows you to get or how many turns it survives. And that's usually the better way to start looking at investment on is that, okay, if I have this on here and it, survive, it gives me, you know, three turns, right? Or two turns. So, okay, this is how much it's worthwhile everything else. And then, I mean, that's the biggest problem with some of the knights and some of the bigger stuff is that, am I going to get my investment out of it and be able to control this stuff? Um, so that's where the start, starts going, the kind of weirdness. That's why it's like, even though I wanted to play my three Lords of Skulls, it's probably not the best idea. I'll right. watch, I'll play like five Harlequins. Like, how many Harlequins am I going to play? <laughs> I mean, I, I will get one of them because knowing you will win a game. Yeah, knowing your luck, I mean, that's kind of what I've seen happen. But mm-hmm. uh, um, so in the chaos, kind of now starting to get into chaos a little bit. Um, we know that you're eventually going to be moving to Death Guard. Um, mm-hmm. I think most everybody kind of knows more or less the mo now that it's like mortarian um the death shrouds are really good they've got minus damage everywhere they're they're t5 everywhere right so you know they're they're just they're more durable than just about everything else in the game which i think we all are not shocked by that that's what we expect death guard to be um and the fact that they don't they don't have a lot of mobility they're also not 
super killy either. It, it kind of seems like Mortarian actually got kind of toned down a little bit. He so, shifted. He became he became a um, a um, support support. He's a bit. He's really truly a support or a target, which is what you want him to be. So basically, that's that's kind of the the change in how he's designed, which I like. I think that's better. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big mistakes of the original incarnation of Mortarian was making him lean too heavily into his beat stick role, which mm-hmm. made him play very strange as a character who's supposed to be a Primarch on the same level as Gilliman, who was just support extraordinaire. Um, and so, I, I honestly, I, I, I really hope that the uh, going forward, that'll be the model that they try to... Uh, as, go for with for future primarchs as well right i mean i think magnus just needs some tweaks and he's almost there like he's really more of support yeah. the weirdest problem with magnus is that um for a god of magic he doesn't feel like a god of magic right so he has this he, he feels odd right you know so you have like mortarian is like i get all these warlord traits you're like cool adding warlord traits as their ability to get extra powers gets interesting and then you know you know do everything else like that but like magnus is like kind of a, a smash killer he can go in there and smash stuff. He casts some all right spells, but you know the question is how much of him is he doing on himself or something else, or is he supporting something else? And he just feels a little odd. I mean, it's the same thing I say with the Lord of Change. The Lord of Change doesn't feel right. You know, it's like the magic is not that good. Yeah, that's a good model to talk about too. Like the the Lord of Change right now kind of feels like it's something. I mean, it's a great point you make because it feels like it's something that it shouldn't be. Like it just, it doesn't die, right? You take the exalted one where it takes minus damage. You give it the, mm-hmm. the warlord trait. You give it, um, you know, the, the impossible road. Set. Yeah, the three up and vulnerable. So you're just stacking all these things to just make the thing almost nearly impossible to kill. But in the in the broad scheme of things, like, is that really what lords of change are? Are they just impossible to kill or are they just like these ridiculous sources psychic of psychic? Yeah, exactly. And so like, his, like, it's like, cool, but he might not kill a primary squad when he charges. You know, you're like, okay, that's a little yeah. odd. And then you're like, yeah. okay, well, maybe you can blast, you'll blast the primary scar with magic. He's like, nah, not really as much. You're like, okay, that's a little odd. Um, so what's he there for? He's like, he's just a pain in the butt to remove. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I remember uh, there was, uh, when I was back when I was playing in Ari, you had your super chicken charge one of my raiders and he failed to kill a Dark Eldar raider in close combat. It's like, David, what what's this guy even doing here? Come on, get him, get him yeah. out of here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They, um, you know, speaking on Magnus a little bit too, the, the thing, you know, with Mortarian, how he becomes a little bit more of a support, like, hey, he's there to kind of soak a lot of the damage and support the stuff that's around him. Magnus right now just doesn't do that either. Uh, because mm. really, you don't get much more than what you can get out of Aramon uh, because you get a reroll one aura for hitting. Uh, and then you, you uh, okay, you get a nice plus two to psychic bonuses, but then all he really gives in addition to all that around him is being able to reroll ones in the psychic phase, which is kind of like even Eldar gets stuff better than that, right? Right, and like, it was an older yeah. book. <laughs> so it's, it just, it, it just confuses right. me where they were going that, and he doesn't have like a sweep attack like, like Mortarian does, which he should have, but it just doesn't feel, I, it, just, um, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, so if I were to base the new Magnus off of anything in the Games Workshop range, it'd be the new Teclas model out of uh, Age of Sigmar, where he literally is the god of magic. He just auto-casts spells. Um, Yeah, that would be interesting if they just allowed him to auto-cast stuff. And the, yeah. I think Teclas Autocast is like, I cast a fourth level spell at this power level. So you can yeah. try to counter it, but it's always this number. And yes. so um, it's just, it's like, he just doesn't, he just, he just right. doesn't feel right. And he hasn't, like he, you know, when, you know when he felt right was when he first came out and he was doing D spells. It's like, that. he felt right there, right? Yeah, he was definitely. too good there, but he felt right, right? He's like, he's a yeah. god <laughs> of doom. I mean, I remember right on I'm like, I don't like that night. I rolled a six. Sorry, and I you're like this is time. You know, I, I think I think I played him with like uh, the old um, 
you yeah. know, the dog, uh, the corn dog star with a bunch of uh, black legion sorcerers. And uh-huh. I just had, and I would just have Magnus follow them around. They would cast all their spells. Magnus would have, would triple his warp dice pool after his first, you know, cast of it to get more warp dice. And then he'd be like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And you're like, this is, you know, this is what Magnus feel like. Now, is that needed in this game right now? No. But that felt like Magnus, you know? Yeah. I, I think that they could definitely do go a long ways for all, all of Chaos, really, if they sort of went back to the well, like they did with Death Guard this time around, mm-hmm. and really hone in on what the themes are for the models and what they're supposed to represent. Uh, the ca- character models, especially. Um, yeah, and on the Thousand Sun side, I think most people at this point are kind of kind of hoping that the, the Thousand Suns get kind of what death guard got right where in that it wasn't this last release but the 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 release they got in eighth edition where they really expanded and like really tuned out the you know the codex and the model range and everything like that and it's kind of like when they gave thousand sons their codex it was kind of like well here's a stopgap. here's here's a couple things to kind of you know hold you over for a little bit and then they kind of forgot about them and you know they kind of they kind of need that expansion again where they really get some new models some new stuff to fit some unique roles um and and then also kind of rethink a little bit maybe with the cults uh they get to do kind of what dark eldar do where they can take the um they can mix stuff in their detachments and still kind of get some of their core stuff so why not make it so i can mix cults in my detachment and still get you know the cult stuff as well yeah well, like I think they should do so. Do opposite of what Death Guard do. So Death Guard ignore damage, right? So what they should do is they should ignore AP to a point. You know, AP one, AP two, something like that. Whereas right. like they don't care. It's always going to have that three up save most of the time, which would make you know make them feel much more like these robots that go on there. You know, give them two wounds, um, get Scarab occult term, the Scarab Terminators, make them three wounds and make them scary. Like if they're ignoring one and two, then they become a very scary. Mm-hmm. threat right and they're like okay this is a scary threat and they have decent guns um they need to uh rework some of their magic and how their magic works right <clears throat> they need to make some things more interesting like you know it's cool to have a heal spell it's cool to mix demon and this on there you know it's kind of cool to have that but it, it also indicates that by you know they need to have a demon book come out with their fixed magic and then you make right. a thousand suns so now we're waiting a long time before we have thousand suns um it just needs uh they need to make it where you want like they're probably going to put something there you can't take more zangar units than you take cult you know uh sure um uh, uh, great cult units great cults are they call them rubric astartes right i think it's right yeah rubric marines yeah so they call so you can't take more than that so that's probably coming um i think they need to make a chaos lord like guy they need to make someone like a chaos Lord that gives reroll ones off of him that's not a necessarily expensive casters you know because it's like they it doesn't make sense they would lose a Chaos Lord so they can make them all like a, or you make the Sorcerer's Lord into something, you know, or else um, but make a more fighty one. I mean, there's lots of little things that, you know, we can tweak on and we can hope for it, taking Death Guard or taking the other right. ones on there. And I think that uh, that's where you start looking at those factors. So I, I don't want them to ignore damage like Death Guard, but I want them to ignore AP because that makes it fits their thing. They're like walking suits of armor, um, and which I think could be really interesting. You know, you can all of a sudden make this army where you know, even though you're shooting plasma at them, they still have a three up save. Right. I don't want to, I, yeah, I don't, and the thing is, I don't want another, they only really have their vulnerable saves army because you start doing that, there is ways to turn it off and then the ways to get around it. But if you make them ignore AP, that never turns off, right? They can never just get rid of that. Well, you've also got to get some kind of benefit to the, like the demon engines and things like that. Like there has mm-hmm. to be, there has to be something of value in a thousand suns smaller fiend that you can't get in any other army. Uh, it can't just be well. It's an it's a Mauler fiend, you know. Mauler fiend has like zinch, more volatile fiend Ex- zinch. Exactly. So it's a zinch demon. Well, great, but I could have a zinch demon in a chaos space marine army. Why? Why? What value am I getting out of having it be a thousand suns one? And you know, maybe it's hey, you get plus one to your invuln save or you know something like that. I, I I like the I like the uh, so like the big thing I don't like about doing invulnerable is that they have ways to turn that off. Right. And I'm like, I want something you can't turn off. I want something that's always going to be there that you can't just shut down. And I think, you know, going in the ignoring AP direction is a, is a good way to say, Hey, they're tough, but they're not like tough, like Nurgle tough, but they're different tough. 
and, and, I, they, and I, they've kind of struggled with that, right? Because in the first like version of that that came out in eighth edition, uh, they like in the indexes when they when they released them all, Thousand Suns actually had uh, what was it? It was um, a lot of their stuff actually had better, or it was Magnus, I think, that had. Um, Reroll one invulnerable save. Right, it was the reroll yeah. one on invulnerable saves that was really really good. Which, you know, maybe they rethink bringing that back. But I think it was a matter of you know they actually were more tanky than Death Guard at that point, and that didn't sit so, right. I remember uh, my Magnus loved to roll twos like a boss. Like <laughs> how many twos are you gonna roll for me? I'm like I'm gonna roll all of them for you. Because because uh, Magnus is gonna double double uh, double perils. And roll twos because I'm a boss. Yeah. Like, good job, Magnus. Yeah. And then like Madeline's Magnus never died. I'm like, I hate you, Madeline. I hate <laughs> you and I hate this model. He actually uh, ran Magnus against you. That's great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, I hate you. I hate this guy. I hate everything. I can't kill him. Yeah, he terrorized um, terrorized all of uh, all of Texas with the uh, the Rubric Marines uh, a couple of years ago, and that was that was pretty it? hilarious. What's the, it's the called the, uh, hey, I want to have a lot of smites. You're like, that's how you do it, Mortal Wounds. I, mean, we've, uh, I, remember, I remember when it, Index first came out, I played eight Demon Princes and a bunch of uh, Brimstone Horrors. I'm like, here we go. And I was just, yeah. just smite, smite, smite. And I remember like armies, like as I, as I slowly moved up the field, they're like spreading out and trying to, and I was like, I'm going to smite you to death. And then I'll assault you and this game will be mine. There was there was a guy here in Houston, I think, that had a similar list where he had uh-huh. just because brimstones were so cheap, you could have so many of them. I uh-huh. think he had that, and then he brought like a Charybdis, and then I think there were a few other things that he had in there uh, re- that were really he, really good. I can't remember his name. Didn't he roll all the? Um, There's that bigger, larger Inqu- Inquisition game. And he had those dice of Inquisition dice. Oh, it might have been. It might have been. Yeah. I think so because I, uh, w- uh, one of his dice fell in my bag and I kept finding his dice in my bag. I was like, I'm so sorry that somehow I'm stealing your dice. I did not steal I, your dice. I did not steal. Well, I bring them back to him. I was like, I know these are expensive and I keep finding my dice and either they're yours or I stolen someone else's, but I'm giving them to you. So it was like, it was like two times. I was like, how am, how am I, how is my klepto? Still finding these dice. Yeah. How did my klepto goat boy just grabbing random dice? I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, one of the fun stories was like, I don't, I, I, I'm sorry. Well, with in chaos in general, like, is there a way? I mean, outside of Nurgle, is there a way to field chaos right now, competitive, competitively? So there's a there's a good army um, that doesn't like playing against Grey Knights, but it's the possessed bombs. So since they can do twenty man possessed, you can do um, either a word bearers version, which is not too bad. Or uh, I think there's an Alpha Legion version that runs 60 of them, and you can move them in the beginning of the turn, and they're all of a sudden in the face, and they're minus one to shoot most of the time. Oh, and, you go, and you go Slanesh, so they can all advance and charge. You take a Slanesh contingent of demons, mm-hmm. and you basically have this 60 possessed that are like in your face by turn two, and they're just fast as crap. And they do okay damage, um, and they're just you know kind of tough and move around, and you just board control it. Um, I think the army I rode had like 60 and then ran like uh, two units of demon, like or one unit of 30 demonettes and then a bunch of characters. Um, That's crazy. And I think Six, you can... You 60 can, possessed. 60 possessed and then you can run like, uh, I think you had room to run obliterators too, which is hilarious. Um, so they would come down the middle of them and be like, I'm going to shoot double. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I th- what's funny is I have 40 possessed that I could do. So I had a 40 possessed version. And I, was, I, and I was tempted to run it at some point. Um, it might be one of those lists that uh, I'm waiting to see uh, the, the, the birds chatter that some kind of chaos release is coming. And the more it's pointing to sound like demons of some sort, but yeah. there's something coming. Um, we, uh, we know, you know, we know Admech and we know sisters are coming because we saw updated rules. So we're just kind of waiting to see. I'm waiting. I was like, oh, please, like chaos come out so we can see updated good rules. I mean, you kind of get a hint of that with Bellacore, right? Um, then even well, that, the new Bellacore rules look good, but I, I'm still struggling with how you're actually going to be able to run them in your list. I don't know. I mean, is, you know, no, we haven't seen anything. We're like, how does he fit? Because the rules we get is like this blurb of his stats. They're like, okay, his stats look all right. How many points is he? I was hoping GW would come out with his data sheet. Like, we know what he can do because they've talked about it. But 
you know, his rules are weird. Like he's in the demon book, but he gets ca- uh, chaos space ring powers that he can't cast on himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how does he fit? You know, and most likely he's going to be like a typhus or. Um, well, right now he's got those chaos space ring powers, but they alluded that he's going to have his own or this thing. new discipline or his own discipline that's in there. It's called no, 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 naughty shadows, you know, naughty shadows. <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. That's the best about naughty shadows. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping I will get like we're supposed to. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think Larry's going to get from Bulls is supposed to get me a model this week, so I'm going to get one and I will paint him up. I bought spray paint to pre-shade him and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think the model looks friggin' nuts. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I love have the, the model. I have the old. I have an old one metal. Um, I mean, uh, my favorite army still from all editions is my Tetrad demonic Tetrad army. Um, that uh, I won, I did dumb stuff with all the time, um, flying around the table, being stupid. <clears throat> I remember uh, getting seized on by Tao, but I rolled so perfectly that I'm like, nothing died. I'm like, yeah, Tao, you shot everything and nothing died. It's game over now. <laughs> <laughs> you've, ext- you've extended the demons are here. I think we, I think one corn demon prince took a couple wounds. Is back. Remember the old days where you would roll the? Um, they had that weird table for. Um, that came out with the airplane update and one of them was a Forp and vulnerable set you could get for your DM princess. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, uh, fighter aces table. Yeah. And I was like, this one of those days that, like I rolled, I had like the corny runes got the fighter ace, everyone else got other powers. And I was like, oops, I rolled the four and vulnerable save. I'm like, well, let's see if I survive through all this. I think is when, uh, it's when you rolled all the gifts. I mean, that's my, yeah. When I made all the cards, I was like, this is what my guy does. He's like, every game is different. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, but I think David, I think the possessed army is something to look at. The only army you don't like is uh, if gray ants are on the table against you, is like, oh, this is gonna suck. But yeah, because like, they kill demons left and right. You don't get the um, you don't get the lovely uh, the demon, the actual demons stratagem that lets you just bring stuff back to life, which no. is amazing when you have like bloodthirsters and stuff like that, and they kill it. And oh, that's great. Nice job. He's he's back. It's like, so wait, all your smites do more damage? Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a, yeah, that's pretty a... scary. But so I like the, like, say, I like the Opalage one because you're minus one to shoot. So bolters yeah. are better against you. And then you have the nine inch move you can do. So you can do, but all of them go up nine inches. And you're like, hey, I'm in the middle of the table. What are we going to do? Are we going to party? So um, do, you th- do you think it's weighted more on, def- on defense or offense? That's a full offensive list. It's a it's a full offensive board control list. So you can play the game where you're losing guys like crazy, but you're basically forcing them back a couple turns, and yeah. so they only have a turn or two to really go engage. Um, so opponent, if like so, when you play these opponents, and you can tell that they're either backing up or not understanding that they need to go control stuff to hold it. Right. Then you know that you, you're like, okay, my advantage here is that I probably have two turns ahead of them. So I'm going to get ahead of them. And if they haven't figured it out yet, or they don't have like fast moving stuff to go get it, then that means you're most likely going to win. So you just play the advantage. Yeah. And it's actually the funny thing about that list is, especially if you have fast throwaway units like jet bikes or uh, units you can deep strike behind the uh, horrible advancing wall of possessed. You actually can be pretty confident just placing them behind the possessed because the possessed player can't really afford to waste a twenty man block of possessed on a forty point bike or something. Exactly. That's why the the correct way you build it with Slanesh is that you take like thirty man demonettes. Yeah. And you're like they're their backfield guys. You're like, oh crap. You're like, and they're a problem. They're like I roll sixes, I rend out stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how you, but that's, that's, it's a board control. So you're basically trying to play that you, you basically are forcing your opponent in there. And I think Dark Eldar will just, you know, zoom around, you know, and as long as the player is smart, tries to go control and go objective because you're just not going to take them off objectives. And then Harlequins usually don't have a whole enough. So you try to force them to do stuff on there too. Dark Elders have a lot of, will have options to do stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's like I said, that's the one that I think is interesting. And I think there's stuff on the table because we know possessed are not going to get a third wound. The big thing we know is most likely they're going to go to 10 man model unit, not 20, man, which is what sucks. Um, so then it would have to change how you play, but uh, that's all right. I would like to see word bearers basically get them as troop choices. 
that would be pretty cool. I, I would like to see Werberis completely updated that their rule sucks. I'd like to see them change somehow. I mean, I that's one of my favorite. Like, so Red Corsairs are my one of my favorite legions, but all my stuff is painted red and gold, which means I like Werberis too. Um, so, like, I like Werberis too. I was like, they're the ultimate bad guy. They're the ones I read a lot of. You know, stuff it's on such that. a shame. It's like a, it's like they're just. I get it that they want to focus on you know Abaddon and you know the uh, the the black legion and you know they they definitely got a whole bunch of stuff that was really cool but you know you you kind of forget about the fact that the whole heresy was because of these guys right like oh exactly and like uh there's all kinds of weird i'm I'm hoping they do an update like space brains where yeah. you have this chapter style set out you have this up we know demon engine gonna get plus one to hit so they're gonna hit on threes which is like changes their dynamic completely you're like okay and they can move into you're like this is a completely different you know molophines become a much different monster um give them like a supplement you know, kind of like what like a yeah. raven guard army would get there'd be like a little book for word bearers and then exactly it's like a a nice layered set of rules for you know running a very very efficient or very you know fun styled word bearers list that actually feels you know, like you're playing word bearers yeah like their litanies are double and like they, they they are double increase like I, I always had an idea for uh, chaos that in the beginning of the like so you have like in the beginning of you, like you have to have a chaos lord lead your army because that's the rule for them. They have to have a chaos lord lead it, and the chaos lord is able to declare something at the beginning. Of the game. It's like I declare, um, like they have like a, a, a declarations of heresy or something like that. And so they're like, so like how you know have marines go through their um, doctrines. Litanies. You have something similar. So what you have is like their doctrine. So you have something similar where it's like I want to play like this, you know, um, like like death or have contagions, right? So you have this one like all right. I'm going to choose um, like a world, 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 world conquerors. Uh, when I what I can be, I can have a a, a quick move in the beginning of the game to get up there type of stuff. Like you know, as I'm assault based army, if my army's all assault based or um, or my bolters do more damage or uh, rain of fire or something else like that. Like these are these type of things that I want to see show up in there because I'm like, man, because right now they're like just boring as crap. You know, what makes them good is that they have a couple inter interlocking layer rules that don't exactly fit ninth edition right now. Um, they have, uh, some things are super cheap, even without the extra wounds like chaos terminators. Um, and they can, the, the keyword chaos demon is amazing, uh, filtration between stuff. <laughs> and I'm worried, and I'm worried that that's going to go away. So I was like, Oh God, it's going to go away. Please don't make it better. You better replace it with something good. And then you have the, um, you, you, I mean, you have the other first founding legions like the Empress Children, um, mm -hmm. you know, Alt Night Lords, Iron Warriors. I mean, you just you've got great army concepts there, but you just have no way to really kind of put them on the table and be like, hey, I'm, I'm not just Chaos Space Marines painted up like Iron Warriors, right? Yeah, it just it just doesn't like just nothing. It just doesn't fit, like you. It doesn't fit. You're like there's so much here, and we need to get this working and like, i like what they do with death cards like let's do that let's let's figure this out um i mean we've kept hearing forever that there's emperor's children army you know it's like they're supposed to be fulgrim is supposed to come at some point exactly yeah and like where's fulgrim like, where's where's, where's it like i like do, we, do i play a game where i have to touch like uh, i have to rub my nipples and then all of a sudden i get bonuses throughout the whole game because i'll do it <laughs> i'll do it for emperor's children yeah, oh, I mean, whatever whatever you want whatever you need gw that's how you have to do it man, um, that that Sorry, I just had flashbacks to early days of Age of Sigmar. Like, I have the best beard, uh, therefore I am the victor. So it's like, what? Like, it says right here, if I have a better beard than you, I am the winner. It's like, uh, okay. Tom, did you write this codex? I did nothing of the sort. <laughs> and yes, I did. Um, no, I think uh, it's just, uh, I'm hoping, like I said, we have hope. Like, we know something will come out eventually. Um, we like just like we know that they're gonna come out with a venom crawler kit. Just like we know they're gonna come out with a separate right. obliterator box at some point in time. Right. <laughs> so. I, I don't know, man. I'm still waiting for those black reach de um, death copters. Oh god. <laughs> I I won't tell you how many I used to have. Like I'm I built an entire two a uh, unit of knob bikers using those and converting them. Someone mm -hmm. bought them from me. Um oh, wow. so I had too many. But well, back in the day, back when like uh, the boxes yeah. were under a hundred bucks. Or like eighty bucks, you and your friends would buy ten of them, right? Yeah. And just 
split it apart and give people get books and everything else. So I had like tons of those stupid things. So you get three in a three in a set and no one wanted them. So I just kept grabbing them and grabbing because I've got a klepto problem. Obviously, I want you know I take as much as I can sure whatever. But so what are you uh, so um, what are you working on? What do you guys anything fun you're working on next? Well, you'd probably like to hear that I've got world eaters. I love uh, world eaters. They're, they're one of my favorite of the other legions because I uh, have to agree with you. I, I basically, yeah, go ahead. Because when you play them, you will usually have a good time. Something dumb will happen. You know, that's kind of, so that was my frustration with, with ninth edition was basically the fact that, you know, as the, as more codexes get into the game, the power creep kind of pushes a lot of the ones that, the, the have nots down further and further in the pile and they get less and less to work with. And I kind of feel like I'm not really going to have as great a time knowing that, you know, all this stuff has to get rewritten and there's not much I can do here. I'm not really in the mood to try and scrap with this. Whereas I can take a corn list with, you know, world eaters and a whole bunch of stuff that's just designed to just go, you know, just go and kill. And basically I don't have to worry about the missions that I don't like. I don't have to worry about any of that. Like I literally, if I have a bad matchup can just play the game like a corn player and just say, I'm just going to kill as many of your dudes as possible. And that's my goal here. So we're just here for skulls. And I, I feel like I can actually have a good time, actually learn the rules a little bit better, you know, the, the go through the different missions now a little bit better. Because I mean, I, probably like a lot of other people, I haven't played an actual tabletop game in over what, like it's probably going on about a year, year and a half now. Yeah, I played like, I played in the beginning a little bit when the edition came out and then I stopped and then I just played two weeks ago. Yeah, which actually on the topic of um, the uh, world eaters, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if here within the next year or so we see a new kit of corn berserkers that will address some of these yeah. uh, loadout problems because that mm -hmm. the current box is like almost 20 years old. Yeah, that, that yeah, box came old. out during the uh, Eye of Terror campaign. I, I remember when it came out because I was working at a comic book store and I remember it coming out and I was like, these are amazing. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. that, those axes don't look at, look very good. Yeah. Um, the no, uh, even the chain swords are kind of derpy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I expect, um, especially considering we've already seen a release of a new Chaos Space Marine box, a new Havoc box, that they'll be making an effort to bring the rest of the line up to snuff um, and most likely put corn berserkers like five to a box, but give you enough special weapons to actually get them out appropriately. I mean, I look at it this way. They would do it for uh they make an eight man box, just like they made a seven man box of plague Marines, just make an eight man box. Yeah. And then you give them um, some different options. So I'm, I mean, that's what I'm hoping. It's one of those things that it's like, just like, We'll wait and see. We'll, we can hope for the best. How do you, how do you feel about the move? The with Death Card, it's kind of signaling that what they're trying to do is make it so that the units come like preloaded out with what you get in the box, right? Like your options are only of only what you have in the box. So you kind of get these units that kind of have like one of each of the different options. What's your feeling on that? Um, it's kind of annoying because I built a lot of stuff with double uh, plague knives everywhere. So I'm, if I want to, uh, the army, if I want to play Death Guard, I have to cut a lot of them off or get them updated or see if they have a bolter still on them. Um, uh, it does make it easier from a standpoint when a new person plays, they're not like scrounging around doing something. Like, they don't have a plethora of bits, boxes, right. and things to hack apart and do stuff. So I think from a standpoint of like a company and for future players, it's probably better. Um, but from you know from our olden days, us guys, you're like, God dang it! I mean, it's bad enough that we had to rebase everything, and then re you rebase it, and you're like, Yeah, it looks much better on bigger bases. You're like, well, okay, that answered <laughs> that answered my question. Um, Do you think there's like an undercurrent where maybe what they're doing is trying to move um, move the game a little bit less away from options that let you just go all in on something that's like really really good? I, I think so. I think they're going to try to make, you know, force, they want the game to look a certain way on the tabletop for some stuff. So that's kind of what they're, what they will end up doing. And, you know, it's the same way. If you look at all the primaries Marines, that's how they're set up. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have anything. They don't get to change anything they're doing. 
So they're kind of set up that way. And so I would expect all the other armies to eventually go that direction. Well, what else, uh, what else do you guys, uh, you're itching to, to cover here tonight on uh, Chaos Fireside chat here? Did you, did you want to know what my Death Card army is? I mean, I did, but I didn't want to secret. So it is mostly Plague Marines. So the idea I wanted to mess around with is uh, utilize Ferric Blight, which is the minus one AP okay. in the range and contagion range, uh, and then utilize Flash Outbreak. So the thought would be to use four. Uh, basically, it's like a, it's six units of five man Plague Marines with just a um, sigil of decay and the bolters. Um, you run four rhinos with double combi bolters and a havoc launcher. Uh, there's like a the tally man and a chaos lord. Um, and then there's a 10-man unit of uh, Blood Lord Terminators and I think a Demon Prince. Um, and then I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do with the fast attack choices or how I want to go. And the idea is that I could utilize... Um, so the Rhinos have, you know, two bolters apiece, combi bolters, so they should, you know, rapid fire two, so they'll shoot eight shots. Um, the Havoc Launcher is like a weird heavy bolter. Um, and so the idea is that I can utilize uh, Flash Outbreak on a rhino because it has contagions of Nurgle to YOLO near someone. Then all of a sudden I have a whole bunch of bolters that are all of a sudden minus AP minus one and every roll of a six is an auto wound with a sigil of decay. And then you have Tallyman being able to score extra hits on other everything else. And so you start uh, scattering up hits and it's just a bunch of bolters and a bunch of bodies that are in the way with fat, that move fast. And so basically I control the board, cover the board, and I have rhinos everywhere. Um, you roll, I think um, if I set it up right, I might have two demon princes that are tough to kill so they can go deal with stuff as needed. Um, I might put in another uh, patrol of something else to utilize another um, flash outbreak for something else, either spread out my aura or do something else. But basically, like I can have a rhino shoot up, flash outbreak, uh, everyone in the containers range of it would be minus one AP and minus one uh, toughness. And it's near you and it's just causing issues with the uh, with that. And then you can use the um, Blight Lord Terminators. You can make their bolters plasma uh, mount, uh, plague or act like a plague weapon and do kind of fun, weird, dumb stuff. I think you have a foul blight spot. Yeah, those too. things are pretty mean. Um, and so that's the kind of idea that... So it's like a weird board control-ish army that isn't um, the common stuff you see beyond Terminators. Um, I, th I don't think there's any death I think there's uh, chaos spawn that run around there and they're basically holding objectives and I might run uh, some poxwalkers to vomit on objectives. So... And the way it kills, like, so that's, so that's the kind of thought process. I was like, fair point. Like, it's a power that mm -hmm. doesn't turn off, you know? I don't <laughs> so have to do like, anything with hmm. that. It's just always there. It's always, and so it's like a bunch of, like, extra AP minus one bolters. It mm -hmm. just kind of adds up and stacks up. And, you know, Blight Lord are a good hammer unit in the middle of a bunch of stuff. And you, not, and you have rhinos that can move fast and go get objectives. And so you're holding objectives, and they're kind of, for, like, they're, like, yeah, 90. about 90 or, points with the bolters. I think yeah. they come out with 90 points. No. Yeah, 90 points, you're like, uh, that's like randomly annoying. So you got to invest more into it. And if you get a little too close, I can blow it up. It's not bad. I like that it's different. It's not the, yeah. it's not the typical, so like, a, okay, I've got Mortarian and, you know, my three Destroud units and, you know, we're going to go do what we do. No, because I was like, Destroud's like, I don't care about Destroud's. Like, I'll kill you. I'll shoot you with bolters till you're yeah. dead. Three up, a bunch of three-up armors that have wounds yeah. coming at you. It's like, it's all right. Um, and so that's the thing. I like I like death routes too, but you know, I don't need them. I thought about using them to basically deep strike in and go do stuff, but I was like, I don't think I need to. I just basically control the middle of the table and be like, I'm in the middle. I can do engage on all fronts, which would be like I can control stuff. I can do the um, right uh, while we stand, when we fight because I you know I have expensive stuff. Um, I can do things like that. I mean, I, I basically going to do it would be the two demon princes and the light lord terminators are the expensive ones. And you do the uh, two up save, ignore minus one, minus two AP demon prince. And then you do the feel no pain demon prince or whatever else you want to do. It's like, yeah. hey boy, you know, how are you going to deal with me? That's... <laughs> and then you just have a spawn that run around like idiots. Yeah, the chaos spawns have actually, um, I've been actually thinking about running like 15 of them in my Fountain Sons list uh, because they actually have a really good stratagem for them that lets you um, uh, you can re-roll the number of attacks that this unit gets but in addition to that mm -hmm. it lets you um, I think it lets you just pick the um, the bonus that they get in addition to that 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you you basically get to get exactly what you need out of them. Plus, you get to reroll the number of attacks that they have. I there's there there's something there, like you know, and when you when you think of the game, so when you meant the thought process of the game, and you move away from like I need to kill everything, you're like I just need to be really annoying. I just need to win, win, you know, control the game and control the objectives. And you start thinking of it that way. You start changing how you play. And then a lot of times you're, you're not, you're not like, Oh, my dice rolls. I didn't do what I needed to do. It's like, no, man, I can do what I always want to do. Right. And I mean, a unit like that, 120, 125 points, something like that. I mean, it's just, yeah, nothing. Yeah. For actually, I think there are like five wounds a piece, actually Um, four or five, something like that. But they're, I might be thinking they're T5. Oh, the Death Guard one can go up to the Death Guard ones can go up to T six. That was the one that one. Yeah, but that one. I mean, under the hood, you don't have an inborn save or anything. Although a thousand suns can give them one, um, and then you don't you you have a t shirt save. But I mean, at the end of the day, you don't really care. You're, it's like one of your throwaway units, right? Yeah. If they're if they're wasting time on those, you're like business time. That's all I want you to do is I want you to waste time on these guys. Yeah, that four wounds a piece. And they move seven, like the Death Guard ones move seven inches. You're like, hold on a second. I'll get their boss. You're like, all right. Um, so I was actually interested to hear what your uh, thoughts are on the Warzone Caradon book, and potentially books, I'm assuming. Um, introduced uh, this new uh, Armies of Renown uh, thing that made some waves when it was first leaked. It was, it was, they're okay. So, like, you know, they actually it's like, so you basically have a book that's two armies of renown, or three armies of renown, um, they had, and they had two little mini codex or mini, you know, supplements basically. And I like the mini supplements, I think those are nice and simple as long as they keep them, you know, nothing overpowered. Um, I thought the armies of renown were okay, nothing, nothing felt ridiculously broken. Um, they limited what you had to do, and they had, and they had to say your whole army has to be this way, which is the correct way of building this. Um, my worry is that we'll eventually see a broken one. So <laughs> that's my worry. <laughs> so that, yeah. It's like I mean, when we saw that in eighth and I know in seventh edition, mm-hmm. the, when it, with the release of the gladius, um, it just completely broke the game. Um, the gladius. Uh, I thought the sorcerer one from black Legion was way too dumb. <laughs> I thought the, the, the tetrad one was probably too powerful too. So yeah. my question we have on everyone, you're like, so when is it, when is it going to be? Um, so we have to worry where it, if, if, uh, like when it says it, you have to be X choices and those X choices are too good, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, our biggest worry would be right now is if um, a Marine one came out for a regular space, space Marines, that was like something like, Hey, you have to play all Primaris, which are now getting on the edge of being better than normally tactical Marines. For most of them, you have to play all Primaris, but now you get all these abilities. So like my dumb army right now, I'd be like, okay, business time everything's primaris let's go you know um i think what, what's the what's the best non-primaris stuff is a vanguard uh vanguard vets right i think yeah, vanguard the, vets are pretty much and it might not even the be best it might not even be like what's it. good right now when it comes out it could be the kind of thing where hey it was fine now but then you made a change to these units that you have to take and all of a sudden it gets good exactly and so you're looking at a you know um or uh, let's say that it's called uh they call it firstborn Right, you have to take all firstborn marines because that's you know everything else. So it's like, cool. Then my vanguard vets army is now bonkers for something that you know everything else on there is like, you know. So you have that's where we have this issue on there. You know, this is where it's like we, we, as we joked, I think of the A everything else is like these are fine until they come out the marine one. The marine one might be too good. So that's where they have to kind of watch this dance. Yeah, that's um. Definitely a concern, especially as they start releasing more supplements through it increases the odds of, uh, let's say, weird rules and directions. Mm-hmm. Something comes out that's like, oh, this is too good. Like, oh, crap. Yeah. So I like like the Adnec one has good rules, but it's slow. It's slow and doesn't have the cheap throwaway stuff. It's slow. Um, the Terminus Est is almost there. Because it has the ability to deep strike and do stuff, but it has it's missing some poxwalker stuff and it's missing some of that thing to make it where like there's the internal balance from Death Guard says you can't take more poxwalkers than you take regular marines. So then you start having this problem of like how to you know again it's slow, but it has set up to make the poxwalkers faster, but it doesn't set anything else up. 
and and then the night one is seems fun um if they had that version in chaos knights there could be something good there but like knight's biggest problem is uh they really need to have a better way to get objectives secured somewhere yeah uh I, <laughs> well I, i've had some uh bad history with knights parked on objectives mm-hmm. but uh yeah, yeah. I, I think as an army they they tend to either they tend to completely trounce whoever they're playing because mm-hmm. they didn't bring the duels to deal with them or they are completely ineffectual. Exactly. Um, so so they need to move them more towards the middle, but I don't know what they so need to was, do. I was so kind like, of surprised how they did it uh, at uh, Warzone, or not Warzone Houston, but uh, Clutch City in Houston um, because there were a few night players in there, and I think it was the end of day one. Most of them were like either 3-0 and or 2-1, two and, two and one, um, and they actually were doing pretty well, and I think overall for the event, most of them did pretty good. Um and that at least better than I thought they were going to do going in there. Um, I mean, they're still knights. I mean, and the big thing is Dark Elder wasn't there. Dark Elder right. yeah. beat the crap out right. of them. And like, they're like... Yeah, the, the, the Eldar didn't really have much of a presence whatsoever uh, at that tournament. I think there were... Um, Mike De Hoyas had his har- uh, Harlequin right. list. There was the one Dark Eldar guy that he, was, he played for the, on day one. Um, but otherwise, I don't think there was much Harlequin or Dark Eldar presence at all. I think there were actually more Craft World players than Harlequins or Dark Eldar, which is kind of weird in the uh, current. Well, there's meta. a, well, there's a, there's a, isn't there? I mean, there's a big batch of Craft World players in the Houston area too. And yeah. then you have Sean Naden who comes in always with the same thing on there. Um, so he's always going to have, you know, that's what he's going to play with and everything else from there. Um, and then he, you know, then he has the uh, oops points issue, which is always yeah. fun. Yeah. Did they ever solve what what the deal was with those? Uh, what are they? The the birds or the razor wings or whatever they are. So so the problem was is that so obviously the points that came out in the little uh, online thing um, should tell you that the Dark Elder Codex was supposed to have already been out, and so that had the correct way per the new codex that wasn't out yet. So, and then Sean built his through um, Battlescribe. Uh, Battlescribe, which is not the, you know, the one that's per. Uh, the source of truth, right? Uh, the source of truth. And in reality, the GW is not necessarily the source of truth either, all the way either. But, you know, sometimes, you know, that's the one thing on there. So it's like, whose fault yeah. was it like do you do you use a third party army builder that's not uh sponsored by gw you know like if you're playing it you should always use both and try to build through both just to make sure uh double check yeah just to make sure double check that's what you should do and that's on sean and i know sean i'm friends with sean you know everything else on there um so i think uh you know i don't think that one was done there's no maliciousness right. in it at all i think there's like it's like what's what we used to use before and now gw has one um so it's just a knowledge thing based on everything else and from there. I mean, there's more egregious uh, cheating that happened in other right. events, which right. is a shame. But uh, Well, the um, in the grand scheme of things, though, I think, um, I think the one thing that kind of I struggle with right now is just how slow or the pace of everything at the moment and just the release schedule. I, it kind of sounds like GW is just kind of fighting a whole perfect storm of different issues. You know, it sounds like, you know. Yeah, uh, Brexit. Yeah, yeah, Brexit. Uh, moving their warehouse. Well, I was just uh, reading tonight. They have issues. They, they're moving to a new ERP system, which basically is like mm-hmm. software that manages everything that they do, uh, and they're essentially having mm-hmm. all sorts of problems with that as well. Um, so the so the news says whether that's the truth or not, I don't know. But you know, it sounds like that is kind of manifesting its, itself a little bit with like their ability to ship stuff out and you know get stuff out the door pretty quick as well. So. Oh yeah, I mean, I know like uh, uh, I know the, the, their chatter on uh, Brexit hurting there, based on what percentage of the product is made where. So they say they're made in the UK because they're assembled in the UK and their plastics built in the UK, but none of their printing stuff is made in the UK. So then, like you know, there's probably a reason why the codex has went mm-hmm. up in price, um, or you know, Cursed City is no longer there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I, I, disappeared. I read about that today. It's like, wait, where did this go? I was, I, I was gonna buy that. <laughs> um, 
So it's an odd, odd, odd setup in all this. Is that uh... there's all sorts of weird stuff happening too, like. For, like you go to the Forge World site and like the Dimos Rhinos, which I love, uh, those were out of stock. And then even just, I think a couple days ago said no longer available. And then they show back up in stock. So I know that they have kind of like their, they, they probably have some automated stuff that runs where like if something's been out of stock for like beyond a certain period of time, they automatically just tag it as like, well, it's not going to be up there anymore. Uh, but you have, you have these weird scenarios where it's like that, isn't or that's now back in stock but then you have weird weird things like well my world eater doors those i i can find them if i need to ship them to denmark but i can't find them if i need them here in the u.s it doesn't even show up on the website as in stock so there's all sorts of weird stuff like that going on it's just it's just it's and it's annoying from us because you know all we have to really do for us right now is like look man i could just buy and paint stuff right. i mean i don't get to play as much most of my stores i mean i'm not gonna you know, it's just, it's the, it's a hard kind of setup from everything else. So this is a frustrating from yeah. our side, just like, you know, it's just, it's just, we want our, you know, we want some more stuff. We need not, stuff. Not we want to buy stuff. stuff, right? Like I think, Oh man. No, uh, I think we've gotten enough. I don't want bag. Uh, <laughs> I know, man, I really need that other primaris lieutenant on the bottom of Bellacore's base. That's the one I want. Oh yeah, want. definitely. The best version <laughs> thus far. The best version. The best version. So you're going to be uh, at the next tournament, which is in Alamo, right? Uh, San San Antonio. So I'm going to be at Dallas Open, which is the end of this month, and then in a couple weeks I'll be at the Alamo, which I need to get my hotel for that at some point. Um, So I'm going to be at Alamo, and then I will be at the Lone Star Open. I think that's in the summertime, Uh, and then. I don't know what else. I'll try. I maybe I'll think I might try to come to the Warzone uh-huh. in Houston. Um, then we'll try to come to that one because I've never been to that one. Um, really? I had, you know, yeah. It's, I, it just always ended up on a time frame that I was not around. I have to go double check if it's at a time frame. There's a. Uh, I have a, a college friends used to do a. We do a uh, cabin in the woods with a bunch of college friends where we play a bunch of board games, and then drink too much. Gotcha. Uh, and then eat terrible, eat terrible food, um, but they're not 40k players, so it's basically me playing magic and playing like. That's okay. It's still uh, it's still fun. Oh yeah, I mean they have a water. There's a pool outside with water volleyball, so nothing's good than out of shape people playing water volleyball. <laughs> um, so it makes it great with way too many people in there, and you have people that are way taller than me. So you know, it's like this is. Well, I hope it doesn't conflict, and you are able to get down to Houston because uh, it'd be good. I hope so too. I've been wa- I've been wanting to play yeah. it. I've, it's just it's on my it's on my list of stuff. Well, especially since I get to see some people. So. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I'm, I'm just excited about this weekend. I'm actually going to get back to playing my first game, and uh, you know, just, just that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just that matter. Uh, you know, seeing everybody again and actually getting to, you know, put my models on the table, roll some dice, you know, have a good time, get something to eat, you know, all that, all that kind of like the, you know, the 40k weekend that I'm used to every, every now and then. Uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of excited about that measure, but I know when when it gets back around time to actually get out to a major again and, and actually start seeing some of the faces of everybody, you know, it's funny how you start to realize that that's kind of what you miss more than like the actual game. You just you miss the interactions and the yeah, you people. miss the people. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's so many stuff you just miss talking, you miss hanging out, you miss uh, saying hi to everyone else. I mean, uh, it's why you know I'm happy to see that most of my 40k friends are are pushing to get a, a vaccine so we can make sure that we're yep. okay. Um, I wasn't one of the ones um, fighting back against people playing. I was like, you kind of do whatever you want. It's your decision what you're going to come home to. You know, my decision was not to do this stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type where I was like, you know, it's on you if everything else on there. I mean, I can't stop you from doing anything else. It's like, I, I, I'm not the law. I'm not kind of anything else on there. But once I get a vaccine, I was like, yeah, it makes a big right. difference on there. And it sounds like most of my 40K, most of the 40K people, the, the major players are all pushing towards that. I think we helped get a lot of people vaccinated here in our area. Um, we're seeing we're seeing the same thing which is good. in Houston too. I know most of most of everybody's been saying, you know, keeping track of getting mine on my, my first shot on this date or, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, everybody's, you, you can, you can tell, there's urgency from everybody to to get it and i think it'll make a big difference with uh you know the events and you know people feel a little more 
comfortable and being able to, uh, you know, have a good time more often. So exactly. And just be like, yeah, it's like, which it's like, I want to play, I want to play where, you know, safe at least because it's like, man, I don't want to get anyone else sick, you know? Exactly. So, well, Thomas, we're going to have to do this another time, man, because this was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure after, after the tournaments, you're going to have a whole bunch of more crazy ideas spinning. Um, but thank Always. you very much for taking time to come on here with us and just kind of, you know, shoot the shit about chaos and thousand suns and, you know, how Magnus did nothing wrong and you know, nothing absolutely wrong. nothing wrong. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll hear some, some good news on how you did at uh, Dallas. Yeah, exactly. And Fulgrim did something wrong, but maybe it was right. Well, that's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, that jury's still out on that. I'm, I'm waiting to see if, he can uh, ventilate Gilliman again because uh, that dude needs to let off some hot air. So I'm going to say, I know, that. I know, I know. You know, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for the new Erebus model so that I can get my Erebus did nothing wrong T-shirt and really, no. really start pushing the envelope. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to have a lot of people on my side. I, I don't. I, I don't <laughs> no. think that he is. That that's he is probably the, he, he is the he is about as true of a bad guy as yep. Vect is. Yep. Yeah, and half is charming. Yeah, and Fabius. Fabius is pretty bad too. He's a pretty bad guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah.